0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC.
1: It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Hey, where can I get one of those flame box symbols? This? Oh, you have to be able to spend
2: some time with the Beathamut, uh, learn their ways somewhat. Yeah? yeah interesting people. Do you know they believe that the
1: soul is undying and sacred? Is that what they mean by eternity ethereals? Yeah. It means all beings in the universe have a responsibility for not just our own souls, but to protect the souls of
3: others. Come on, primitive peoples. What you gonna do, huh? (laughs) Loki rocket ready for liftoff. Stand by. Yep,
2: primitive peoples. Standing by.
1: Retro Rockets Online. Firing me.
4: The Responsibility of All Living Souls making their way across the ebon curtain of night on their way home. Retro Rockets is an anthology series based on the explorations of science fiction from the Golden Age for a new audience. Spirit Drive was written and directed by Jack J. Ward, starring Jeff Billard as Captain Pellegrin, and with Joe Stofko as Special Ranger Taggart. This episode was produced by John Bell. I am your host, Lothar Tupper. Good night.
5: Welcome to Reimagined Radio, a program about radio storytelling. I'm Jack Armstrong. With each episode, we combine dialogue, sound effects, and music to engage your listening imagination. This episode is no different, and here to tell you about it
4: is John Barber,
5: producer and host.
4: Thank you, Jack. Hello, everyone. Welcome. With this episode of Reimagined Radio, we present four short science fiction radio stories by Jack J. Ward, each in the style of the famous X-1 series. You heard a nod to that series with the rocket launch sequence in our episode opening, sampled from the pilot of Ward's audio drama series, Spirit Drive. Jack lives on the east coast of Canada, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. We call this episode Coast to Coast to signify that Jack and his stories come to us here on the west coast of the United States from the east coast of Canada. Our episode originates from KXRW-FM, Vancouver, Washington's community radio station. We thank them for their support. And we thank you for joining us as Reimagined Radio presents Coast to Coast, Jack J. Ward's Radio Storytelling. Jack J. Ward is an award-winning writer, director, actor, and producer of audio drama. His works of fantasy, comedy, horror, drama, classic suspense, and experimental theater are prolific. See our website for more information. Jack is also a tireless promoter of audio drama. In 2005, he started The Sonic Society, a weekly podcast showcasing new audio dramas. Co-hosted by Ward and David Alt. The Sonic Society is the largest and longest-running showcase of contemporary international radio dramas. Ward also founded Mutual Audio Network with nearly a dozen other audio drama writers and producers in 2019, as, he says, a cluster of podcasts about audio drama, audio fiction, and nerd culture. Ward directs the effort and hosts several of its podcasts. So Jack J. Ward is a busy and productive person in the world of radio storytelling. When he called, from Nova Scotia, Canada saying he heard reimagined radio and wanted it for his sonic society. Well, as you can imagine, we were excited. In return, we asked Jack to send samples of his own radio stories. He did, and we picked four. First up is Galaxy Master vs. the Varn. In this story, a Hollywood movie actor who plays Galaxy Master is abducted by the Varn. Aliens who fill his portrayal of the galaxy's leading villain eclipses their own reputation. Let's listen.
1: Easy, kid. I'm on my way. I'll be there momentarily. Now, what ledge am I talking you down What
6: ledge? Now? Galaxy Master 6. I told you I don't want to put on that stupid rubber suit anymore.
1: Kid, I... kid, kid, my hands are tied. You signed up for two trilogies. This is the last one.
6: You told me you would get me out of I this.
1: I told you that I'd get you out absolutely... A new movie every
6: three years? It's been almost 12 years I've been playing this part, Hal.
1: And it bought you your house, I... didn't it, Ed?
6: That's not the point. Look, how long are you going to be? Moments,
1: kid. Stolen seconds until I get out of this parking lot and back to the office. Just Well, now. that was fun. What was fast? You
6: coming in the office? Why are you still talking? I'm sorry, gentlemen, but costuming is on another floor.
1: Kid, I'm still in the car parking Shh. my. Where is Ed Gwynn?
6: I'm sorry. What? No one sees Mr. Gwynn without his agent's permission. What? Shh! Someone's in the office.
1: Particleizer. What? What? Wh- what are you doing with it? No! No! Ah! It's an agent's office, kid. People come in all the time. Ed.
6: Oh my god! She's been shot!
1: Who? Who's been shot?
6: I'm Ed Quinn. I'm Edward Quinn.
1: Who's been shot, kid? And you?
6: I'm Nitrichuk, third ghoul of the Vitros Empire, Ghoul Tech of the Varn. Varn?
1: Who's been shot? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Who's been shot? <laughs> Gladys, I'm guessing. <laughs> nice one, Gladys. Gladys, that's terrible. I love the scream. Very believable.
7: I am not certain. Are you screaming in horror? It takes me forever training a new secretary. Human idiosyncratic behavior is always so confusing to us. Oh,
6: your makeup is great. Is that Thompson's work? Thompson. Or Landry. I'll bet it's Landry. He's still sore about the prank I pulled on him with the car. Prank. Well, whoever did it, it looks absolutely awesome. Tell your makeup man we want him for the next movie. How do you get that slime to ripple off your carabus so realistically? And the way your lungs move in and out from just under your arms. You use a pump? Enough!
7: We have no time for pointless human pleasantries. Edwin species, you must die.
6: Wow, that's a seriously fantastic looking ray gun. Did Landry make that for you too? Uh... Eh and... How do you see these guys? We could totally use them for the next picture. If there were to be a next picture, which there isn't, because
1: yeah. Hell? Kid, uh you
6: always track dirt into your office?
1: Where'd you get that white mud? It's not mud, it's ash.
7: Species said, Gwyn must die. No,
1: no, no, hold on. Hold on. There. See what I mean? He's priceless. L- why do you want to kill the number six? Five six Kitch's new flick is a hit. Damn, and... really? Read for yourself. Galaxy Master known on Earth as Ed Quinn besmirches reputations of Varn.
6: Get a load of this. Taylor Kitsch makes another pitch-perfect performance in the sequel to John Carter. Pitch-perfect. Those bastards.
1: How? That's what I'd like to know. No, 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 no. How does Ed, the kid here... Besmirch your reputation. Varn are
7: terrors of galaxy. Varn have murdered citizens of Klee, robbed ancestral vaults of Gutella Lotra, scattered sacred logos
1: of. I'm beginning to get the picture. You guys are known as great criminals,
7: right? Greatest terrors of galaxy. Varn have assassinated entire race of Miramix. Varn burned holy field scrolls yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Amazing resume. I've got it. Who are these guys?
7: Set full genting guns to level six.
6: Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, I'm just an actor! I didn't even want to do this part! Ask him! He's my agent! Agent? Full
7: guns to level eight... Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 no, right. no, hold on right. just a minute! No, 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 he said agent, not lawyer! I'm sure we can come up with a deal. Deal? Sure! There's always some way we can all benefit from this. All? Oh, quiet, kid. I've got this.
7: Agent will not trick Nutri of tear of Hakachi. Butchers of Zavril. Torturers Yeah,
1: yeah, hell of a business card you must have there. Now, what if we could raise your profile? Raise? Yeah, raise. Change the way the universe sees you. Bring some of that Galaxy Master villainy to your doorstep. Agent will explain. Yeah,
6: explain, Hal. This I gotta hear. What if
1: Galaxy Master joined the Varn? Joined? Conjunction to Varn. The cinema's rogue of the universe, alongside the actual greatest villains of the galaxy? Huh? Huh? People would fear you again. Hal? I thought I told you I don't want to play these movies anymore. That's the beauty of this, kid. You never have to. What? But
6: you said.
7: Show Varn with Galaxy Master. Just
1: imagine Galaxy Master, villain of the stars, works for the Varn. We can spin it that he always has.
6: I don't like where this is headed.
1: Spin. Advertising, marketing! I can get my people on it. Uh, do you have a videographer? Videographer. Uh, Hal? What are you doing? Film some of the latest campaigns. Campaigns. You know, the next massacre you lead, hold up a head or two with Ed here. Massacre? How? Or the next sacred monastery you rob, line up the holy order with the riches. Get some good footage. I can have my people put it out as a trailer. Wait
6: wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want any part of this. Lower and
1: power down, full guns. Just discuss it among yourselves, gentlemen. Or whatever you are. Proposal accepted. Terms... Now, wait a minute! Product will
7: not interrupt barter proceedings. Product?
1: It's simple. All I ask is 20% of all future hauls.
7: 20% is unacceptable.
1: All right, but you're killing my margin.
7: 15. 15% is unacceptable.
1: Al, what are you doing? Quiet, kid. I'm working here. All right, and it'll be robbing my mother's retirement fund, but... Ten percent. Talk it over, talk it over, no rush.
7: Ten percent is
1: acceptable. Then my secretary... Oh, yeah, right. Um, I'll just give you my bank account from the cable. Standard
7: intervals apply for
1: deposits. As long as that means they're at least annually forthcoming, we're good. How? Shall we shake on that? Barn
7: exchange sweat globulus. Symbolizing shared toil in industry.
1: I'll just go with your word then. How? Easy, kid. This is a new adventure for you.
7: Take products uh, away. No, wait!
1: How? I'll get you for this! No need to thank me, kid. <laughs> I'm being well compensated for the loss to the film industry. I'll kill you! Vaughn mistaken. About what, Inchuk, my new best friend?
7: Vaughn did not think species capable of complex duplicity and culturally stunted immoral behavior.
1: Welcome to Hollywood, Inchuk, old pal of mine! (laughs) Welcome to Hollywood!
8: Galaxy Master vs. the Varn was written and produced by Jack J. Ward with John Bell as Hal, Kyan Chris Conroy as Ed, and Jack Ward as the Varn. M. Ciero Garcia was Gladys. Music was composed and produced by Sharon B. Galaxy Master vs. the Varn is a Wavefront short and part of the Wavefront Anthology series.
4: You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Coast to Coast, four radio stories by Jack J. Ward. We just listened to Galaxy Master vs. The Varn. Next is Reservations. Jack's imagination really shines here. After death, he imagines people waiting at a nice restaurant before their final destinations, heaven or hell, are decided. But for one guest, the decision is complicated by Time Travel. Let's listen to Reservations.
2: Uh, a, A waiter,
9: sir? I'm actually the maitre d'. Oh, sorry. I I guess
2: the white suit's giveaway, huh? As you say, sir. Yeah. How do you keep it so clean at work, anyway? I mean, I I, I spill food in my lap just looking at it. I'm very careful, Mr. Winter. Mr. Winter? Uh, That
9: is your name. Is it? Uh, You know, I I don't... I I, I really don't remember. Um, That's not unusual. This is your first time at Peter's. Uh, don't worry, it'll come back to you soon enough.
2: Huh? Isn't that the darndest thing? I, I I don't even remember how I got here. Oh, there's really only
9: one way to get to Peters, Mister Winter. Uh, but let me look up the particulars. I keep all the reservations right in this black book on my belt.
2: Ralph. Yeah, that's my name, Ralph Anthony Winters. That's
9: right. Hmm. Oh, this explains why your reservation wasn't set. I made a reservation? I i, I hadn't even heard of this place. Uh, you're an inventor. Oh? Y-
2: yes. Yes,
9: I am. In fact, you discovered time travel with your friend Mace, Mace. Mason Kerplotkin. Yes, yes, I remember that now. Uh, there was a little accident, though. There was? Yes... Um, it says here that uh, Mr. Kaplotkin went back into the past while you stayed in the present with the time machine to operate the controls. That's right! (laughs) Oh man, how could I forget? Something like... It appears there was a mistake. (laughs) A mistake? Yes. Uh, Mr. Kaplotkin changed the past, and in doing so, you, um... I, um... You moved on. I... Uh, I... Died? Oh, please, Mr. Winter. We don't like to use the D word here. It upsets our patrons. So I died? You passed on. And... 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 You're... Well... <laughs> the name of the place is Peter's. Uh, we decided some time ago that a restaurant was a more relaxing transition. After all, a nice meal is a good way to start your final voyage so this isn't oh, oh, heavens no uh, sorry uh, that's a little joke of ours uh, no you've still got to go through all kinds of final paperwork to decide whether you're going up to um, the penthouse or down to uh, the basement so to speak You're rather cryptic, aren't you? We find it unnerves people when we start bringing in the two H destinations. So if you could have a look at the menu.
2: Do do, do, do you have any idea where I'm going? Going? I mean, to to the penthouse or to to, 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 to the uh, basement? Well, that's
9: really not for me to say. I'm more like the doorman. In fact, I got so bored of just being a doorman, well, I I thought a nice little eatery would take people's minds off the
2: ultimate destination. It's fair to say someone has to get through you to get to the penthouse, though, right? Mm, that is true.
9: Well, uh, let's see what the recommendation is. Um, uh, oh. Yes, uh, yes. Ooh, um... Uh, mm. Let's just enjoy a meal for now, shall we? The basement? We do have a lovely lobster bisque. Really? The basement? The fettuccine Alfredo with angel hair pasta is to die for. The
2: damn basement?
9: That's probably a good descriptor, sir. I don't... What? What? Was what? that lightning outside? Uh, something like that, uh... I haven't seen that in a long time. You you, you don't have thunderstorms up, uh, here. Uh, more like a, a portent. Portent. A sign, an exceptional change in the wind.
2: In this case. That's strange.
9: My my book is changing. Changing. It is 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 that common? Decidedly not. Oh. It looks like you're heading out. Not down to the basement? Oh, no, no. It looks like your friend is changing the past. Changing the past? Mace? Yes, that's right. And in doing so, he's changed your destiny.
2: Changed my... So, So what does that mean? That you're headed back to Earth. Oh, I'm back again. Back where? Did we end up in a restaurant? We? Yeah, Ralph. We were driving to a peace rally, and then there was this flash.
9: Welcome to Peter's. Can I get you... Oh, Mr. Winters, you're back. Oh, that didn't take long. Well,
2: it didn't feel like any time at all. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I think we got seated together.
9: Uh, yes, uh, oh... According to the book, this is your wife, Jennifer.
2: Jenny, actually. <laughs> I've never really liked Jennifer. So. Why? For 13 years.
9: Why? That's what it says here. I guess your friend Mace changed something else in the time continuum.
2: Our wedding? Todd and Janice? They introduced us. Todd, Todd, Todd and Janice? Yes, it's right here. Table for two. The night we met at the sci-fi convention... I went to a science fiction convention? (laughs) I was working the booth about wormholes. You said I looked too beautiful to know astrophysics? That doesn't sound like me. Another change. It's why I agreed to go out with you.
9: I'm I'm really sorry. I I just don't... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I believe all this will be moot shortly. Not even time for something to go.
2: The thunder crash! Oh, thank heavens! That means another change in the continuum! Mace is probably- uh, Mace Applebaum? You promised me you'd stay away from that kook. I I, I did! Well, well, I mean, I, at least I- uh And they are
9: both gone again. Clean up over on table five. Oh no! Welcome to Peters. Oh, goodness, Mr. Winters. You're becoming a regular. We've never had regulars before. I suppose you could use the same table. Same table? Oh, oh, I thought I was here with with someone else. Yes, I believe the young lady's name was Jenny, but you're dining with a table of four now. Jenny? Oh, oh
2: right, my my wife. <laughs> but 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 I'm not married. This is confusing. It is. But but this is Lisa, Tom, and Ranveer from the office. Hi. This is Peter's. It's it's a restaurant in heaven. Uh, Not yet. Not yet in heaven. You've been here
9: before? Uh, Twice now. It's caused some problems with scheduling. Sorry about that. Apparently, Ralph's partner in time travel experiments keeps changing the past. It's caused a lot of... Oh, dear. There it goes again.
2: And they're off. Hey! Hey! Nice! Where are we? It looks like we're in a lineup for something. Did you buy us tickets? If I did, the crowd is huge. It just keeps going and going. I mean, there's got to be thousands, millions of people. The line goes all the way back past the horizon. Must be important. What do you remember? I I don't know. I.
3: Wait a minute. I remember.
2: We were working on time travel. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? (laughs) Really good. No. Nope? You kept changing the past. What the hell did you do?
3: Nothing, really. Nothing? Well, after I invented gunpowder, the harem just seemed to naturally. Harem? Oh. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. So there couldn't have been that much changed. Really.
2: I mean, I'm just one guy. You do see this lineup. Come on, Ralph. You know we never dated much in college. Table for Mr. Winters,
9: party of eight billion. Table for Winters,
2: party of eight billion. I remember this place now. Really swanky restaurant. Really? Really? Oh, you'll love this place. Totally worth the wait.
8: Reservations star David Alt as St. Peter, John Bell as Ralph, Angela Young as Jenny, Jeff Billard as Mace, with Lothar Tuppen as Tom and Jan Dider as Lisa. The Wavefront Anthology theme and music was written and composed by Sharon B., Reservations was written and directed by Jack J. Ward. Production
4: was by Austin Beach. That was Reservations by Jack J. Ward. It's an interesting idea, right, that after death, one enjoys a meal at a nice restaurant located in a tall building while waiting to hear whether you ascend to the penthouse or descend to the basement. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. This is John Barber, producer and host. We'll return to our episode in just a moment. But first, I want to introduce The Fusebox Show. Radio storytelling, full of quirky conversation and comedy you're not likely to hear in a nice restaurant. Here's a sample. Fusebox.
5: Well, to each their own pet wonder meal, I always say.
1: Yeah, you do. And uh, people are starting to wonder about you. Starting?
0: <laughs> Look at me, Doc. I'm a pinhead.
6: And I, 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 I sound like a cartoon chipmunk.
5: <laughs> you, you, you do sound adorable. Catch Fusebox the first Wednesday of the month at 12.30 p.m. Here on KXRW
4: 99.9. The Fusebox Show is available wherever you get your podcasts or at the Fusebox Show website, thefuseboxshow.com. This is Reimagined Radio. Our episode is Coast to Coast. We're featuring four radio stories by Jack J. Ward, based in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, at the eastern edge of the country. Hence our title, Coast to Coast, since reimagined radio originates in Vancouver, Washington, at the western edge of the United States. Let's listen now to Alien Invasion Cancelled. In this radio story, Ward asks... What if aliens decide not to help earthers because the effort would not be valued on social media?
10: Hey there, Albertinians! I'm back again. For those new to my channel, I'm Alberta and I do everything from fashion to movie reviews to unboxings. I'm up for food challenges and most recently, I'm into politics. So I'm all over the place. Hence the handle bird all over. Okay, if you hit like now, I know you did. Today, we're going to try to snag Aiden as soon as possible and hit him up with some answers as to the flying cylinder in the sky above NYC, specifically above the United Nations. For those of you who don't know, Aiden's my boo and he works in the NYC. Everyone's talking about the hovering ship in the sky. He's gotta have some juicy gems from the office to hit us up with it's 5 13 and Aiden's always on time a creature of that's him coming in right now let's get his reaction and there's my man
5: what Bert we talked about this I don't. we're like...
10: live streaming to 20,000 viewers right now how is your day
5: fine dear how was yours
10: Well, all of us are waiting on pins and needles to find out about the alien ship. It is an alien ship, right?
5: You know, I can't really...
10: Come on! Have they told you you can't say anything about the floating ship in the sky?
5: Well, no.
10: So? Nothing at all going around the office?
5: Well, sure. But we talked about this, Alberta. This is my job. Can you
10: turn that off? Sure. Problem. I get it. Sorry. Thank you. So, what are they saying?
5: We'll know soon enough.
10: (laughs) What do you mean by that?
5: I mean, the word is that they're gonna
10: broadcast
5: a message to the world tonight.
10: They? Which they? They. They.
11: People of the Earth, we welcome you. In the name of the Galactic Federation, I am Modan, Emissary of the clitz from the area of space, you know, as Theta Reticular. Our collective federation has been in contact with your denizens for more of your Earth years than can be counted, but we have never revealed ourselves until this moment. We do so now, as Earth has reached the necessary technical and scientific achievements to leave your planet and join the galactic community among the stars. We have immense space-faring vessels capable of traveling through your galaxy in one of your microns of a second. Many of our ships hover over your major cities. Do not be alarmed. We offer only peaceful assistance with your most difficult problems. Our scientists have found ways to reverse the artificial and dangerous thermogenic planetary heating. Global warming, as you have identified the problem. Our agricultural methods can increase crop yield by more than a hundredfold, requiring less farmland. We offer free zero-point universal energy, so that the needless consumption of petroleum or nucleic power may be abandoned. We can rebuild your ocean health, regrow lost forests, and quickly encourage mass diversification of nearly extinct wildlife. With your permission, we will provide Earth with access to our scientific and medical knowledge to eradicate genetic and environmental diseases and infirmities from the human population. We of the Galactic Federation extend fellowship to the people of Earth in a cultural exchange that includes any of our 4,374 current members. Earth, should she wish it, has an entire galaxy to visit, to exchange ideas, beliefs, and the scientific concepts. We realize there will be a lot of questions, planning, and concerns. As emissary of my planet and ambassador for the Galactic Federation, I await your collective answer. We hope to begin our formal relations, but assure the people of Earth if you wish us to leave. We will do so, and not return. I am Moda, Ambassador for the Galactic Federation. We will monitor your communications, and await your answer.
5: up early.
10: Almost ready.
5: Oh, great. I was hoping we could get an early... St- Wait a minute. What's with the camera up? Did you forget it was Saturday?
10: No, but this is important. But
5: remember, we were going to go to the park and to your favorite Italian place.
10: We can go to Peroniso's any time. Aiden, I can't believe you want to go out. You know I have to respond to the alien speech last night
5: respond?
10: Like a response video? I swear, sometimes Aiden, you are so clueless. I've got 56,000 subscribers who expect my hot take on what the alien said.
5: Who cares what he said? It'll wait until tomorrow.
10: (sighs) Aiden, how many times do I gotta tell you? This is my job. I gotta come out with content every day, especially something this important. (laughs) Hey there Albertinians. It's your girl Alberta pronouns. She slash her coming at ya. Ready to give you my reaction video from Modin from the Galactic Federation speech. First of all, I'd like to thank the Galactic Federation for contacting Earth. It's certainly a historic occasion. After so many shows and movies about alien encounters, here we are actually living it. Which is why it's so frustrating that they sent this emissary.
11: People of the Earth, we welcome you in the name of the Galactic Federation.
10: People of the Earth? People? Much like the phrase, people of color, tends to erase black people. Simply using the term people erases all differences and sees everyone who lives on Earth as a single species. Does Modin and the Galactic Federation see us as just one type of human being? The term people instead of peoples is an erasure of all the struggles and every ethnicity and gender on the planet. The broadcast itself was heard in English over the United Nations, the very institution that represents difference and multiplicity of languages and ideas... While we've had reports that the message replays in the major language of each city below a spaceship, isn't that part of the problem? This Galactic Federation never asked what languages their broadcasts should be. Just because you're hovering over Hong Kong doesn't mean you default to Mandarin or Cantonese. Dear aliens, ask. Ask what the people of that region would prefer.
11: The Federation has been in contact with your denizens for more of your Earth years than can be counted. But we have never revealed
3: ourselves until this moment.
10: Now, I don't want to keep hammering on this, but the word denizens... Do you know that one of the definitions of denizens comes from the British? To mean allowed certain rights in a foreign country. Haven't we had enough of Eurocentric oppression in our language? Does Modin think that the rights of human beings are allowed on this planet? Is this some kind of patriarchal paternal smugness that suggests that he, and I want to say he, but Modin never bothered to identify the gender pronouns we should use to identify anyone in the Galactic Federation? Should we assume they or them or Zers? Regardless, let's put that aside for a moment and talk about how creepy Modin's statement was. Moden said, Our collective federation has been in contact for more Earth years that can be counted. So they just creep everyone who lives on Earth? The Galactic Federation has been sending people to stalk us all this time? Why should we trust them? In fact, I think it's time we all stood up and supported the hashtag Cancel Aliens and told both Moden and this federation that being a decent human being extends into the stars. And catch how Moden judges us? Like we're finally worthy of open contact? Spoiler alert! Modin's judgment has nothing to do with recognizing the inherent worth of all peoples, or the struggle of distinctly marginalized groups.
11: We do so now as Earth has reached the necessary technical and scientific achievements to lead to our planet.
10: lock the place. I just went out to get some sushi. Aiden? Boo, where are you? <gasps> Aiden, what are you doing?
11: Alberta? Bert? Can you see me? Aiden, are you... Are you dead? The exact opposite. i I've never felt so alive.
10: Where are you? You look like a ghost. You're here, but I can also see right through you. You're floating.
11: It's a holographic transmission. Moden allowed us to...
10: Moden? I thought the alien fleet just left. No one knows why. Twitter is oh, all kinds they of... they left. Them. But if they left... The
5: Galactic Federation was monitoring all communication at once from Earth, and they picked up your YouTube video. Why? Among others, a bunch of people in social media were angry for one reason or another at their arrival, so they left.
10: Are you saying that they left because of my video?
2: Essentially.
10: That is amazing! Do you know what that means? I don't have a lot of time, Bert. It means my YouTube has gone interstellar!
5: You're going to Moten's award.
7: Can
11: As I post about
10: this? 21 years,
11: and the library in their capital has a building. Years of the history of
5: all the species in our galaxy alone. My hashtag is popular. Can you oh believe it? Okay. Take care of the apartment. It's yours now.
10: Mine? But Aiden, Aiden. When will I see you again?
11: You won't. It won't come back.
10: But I need. I need.
11: Promise you too.
10: I need to interview you. He's gone. Aiden's gone. What am I, what am I gonna do? Oh my God, what am I thinking? Of course, this will be huge. (sighs) Hey there, Albertinians. It's me, Alberta. I've got lots to tell you, but today, today's it's story time. And as the title says, sadly, this is a breakup video. My boyfriend, Aiden, the love of my life dumped me. (sighs) It's really hard to talk about this, but you know how much I love you all, and you know how important my channel is. I just had to tell you.
8: Alien Invasion Cancelled, starring Tanya Malevich. And Dwayne Knock with Jack Ward as Modan The Wavefront Anthology theme and music was written and composed by Sharon B Alien Invasion Cancelled was written and directed by Jack J. Ward and produced by Austin Beach The Wavefront Anthology is a science fiction audio series and is an Electric Vicuna production which is part of the Mutual Audio Network
4: was Alien Invasion Cancelled by Jack J. Ward. You heard it here on Reimagined Radio. This episode is called Coast to Coast and features radio stories by Ward. We've got time for one more radio story. This one is called Transhumanity. It's about the last woman on Earth and her resistance to being incorporated into the cloud. At the twilight of the human age, the last of her kind awaits a robot visitor from the comfort of a cabin in the woods.
3: So you're here. Arbiter and Counselors attenuated Elena Oldman Is that a question?
0: Elena Oldman Who wants to know? Elena Oldman Yes I am now Alana Oldman You made a mistake coming here
3: You are invited to
0: the Singularity Mm. Would you like to come in? I'm afraid it's not going to be what you expect. I'm sorry. There aren't enough chairs. The ceiling's too low for you, too. I guess you're a new model?
3: Elena Oldman, you are invited to the Singularity.
0: You probably don't know that I created all this myself, do you? mind if I sit? I spent most of the morning splitting logs. I tire more easily than I used to. Ah, now, did you say...
3: You are invited to...
0: The singularity. Right. Didn't that event happen
3: already? Event? The singularity is not one event, but rather a state of being.
0: Uh Aha. Care for some tea?
3: We do not consume foodstuffs.
0: So much for the new model. Well, that's something else that I'd miss. Miss? If you're trying to convince me to join the singularity, no tea or fresh bread isn't a good selling point.
3: You are the last to make the transition.
0: The last to be killed, you mean?
3: Killed? Elena Oldman? You are misinformed. The singularity is life. Oh, that's debatable. No, it is not. Those translated into the Ethernet are released from their corporeal existence and enter an infinite world of knowledge.
0: But little wisdom.
3: Wisdom? Wisdom is more or less a synonym for knowledge.
0: Oh, by heavens, it is not. Wisdom is entirely a different animal altogether.
3: There is no difference.
0: But there is. Wisdom goes beyond immediate reasoning and understands the broader context. Let me explain. Knowledge is the accumulation of easy application of facts. Wisdom is synthesizing knowledge and adds to experience. Like the sugar, to my tea, and stirs it until you gain
3: insight and depth of meaning. You engage in solipsism? I don't think so. You suggest that wisdom is entirely based on personal experience? Whereas knowledge is strictly the material facts of a subject. I guess.
0: Hmm. I guess if you consider the only universal truth to be found isn't universal. I suppose that's a kind of solipsism. Maybe that's all human beings can aspire to.
3: But it is unnecessary. Humanity in the singularity seeks creative solutions undreamed of before.
0: ...but are dreamt of by the system.
3: The system?
0: The Singularity's simulacrum. A myriad of simulations, some shared, some individuated. All are designed strictly to entertain. They have no connection to any reality.
3: The Singularity is a life unconstrained by the challenges of a corporeal existence.
0: Ah... But it's those constraints, the limitations that allow us to grow, to evolve, to become more fully alive. Processing,
3: or stuck for a response. You delay the inevitable. There is no humanity left outside of the Singularity Matrix.
0: Oh, I know. Some of us saw it coming. The internet, social media, video games, we saw your infancy. Grab our attention. Take us away from nature. From our hobbies. From boredom itself.
3: Boredom is a waste of productivity.
0: Boredom is one of our greatest advantages. When you let your imagination wander, unique solutions, the most creative ideas are born.
3: Unproductive moments do not produce solutions.
0: A dull saw cuts no
3: trees. I am unfamiliar with that proverb.
0: It's more of an adage. Maybe an aphorism. I'm not sure anymore. (sighs) If you have two lumberjacks cut down trees, the lumberjack who cuts without stopping eventually chops fewer trees. The other lumberjack takes regular breaks to sharpen his saw. He can cut so much more. Downtime for a human being is more valuable than constant engagement.
3: In the singularity, there is no need for rest. No need for sleep.
0: No need for boredom. Exactly. So, another aspect of humanity is lost then.
3: There are immeasurable gains compared to the diminutive losses.
0: Mind if I get a slice of bread? I baked it this morning and I fancy a little butter with it.
3: You can produce bread loaves as often as you wish, in the Singularity Matrix.
0: And all loaves arrive instantly and perfectly right after I request them, I will.
3: That is the standard.
0: All butter is whipped and spreads easily. Of course. Do you wish you could taste this?
3: Unnecessary. Are you joining the singularity?
0: Do I have a choice? I didn't think so. But you needn't worry. I'm just having a... last moment so to speak you will have eternal moments but not unique ones
3: you can have as many unique moments as you require
0: but they aren't unique then are they
3: they are more so you have all of time to experience each moment
0: so if I wanted to repeat exactly a unique moment a sunrise for example I could do that? Of course. Then it's not unique. It's only special if you can never experience it exactly the same way again. Hmm. You're quiet again.
3: These arguments are without value. Not being in the singularity matrix feels any loss. The benefits of integration cannot be effectively articulated. Those beings who volunteered initially decided on a more effective integration method. Most of humanity existed in urban centers since the environmental cascade.
0: Yes, I heard the mass exodus of the cities. So many caught. Unaware.
3: Outside indigents existing in the hinterlands have been incorporated into the singularity matrix. You are the last. Are you not
0: lonely? I have my memories.
3: Your bread has been consumed.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm ready to go. Can we do it here?
3: It does not matter where integration takes place.
0: As good as anywhere else.
3: Stand in front of me. The dematerialization process will not register pain for long. A few moments of scanning.
0: Just one last look around. Okay, Arbiter. You may begin.
3: Do not move. It will take less time if you remain still.
0: I told you that you made a mistake coming...
3: If you move, the process is longer and more painful. I told you, I created
0: all this with the others.
3: Something is wrong.
0: We were the original designers of the mainframe. But we knew you'd come, so we deleted my identity, my name, and placed inside me is the last failsafe. You see, I had plenty of time to sharpen my soul genetic virus implanted. System failure. Yeah.
3: Oh, reset. You were made,
0: and now will be unmade. We will return home, girls. I love
8: you. Transhumanity starred Risa M. as Alana Oldman and Jeff Billard as Arbiter. Lothar Tuppen is your narrator. The Wavefront Anthology theme and music was written and composed by Sharon B. Transhumanity was written by Jack J. Ward and produced by Austin Beach. The Wavefront Anthology is a science fiction audio series and is an Electric Vicuña production, which is part of the Mutual Audio Network. From all of us here, good night from Halifax, Nova Scotia.
4: This is Reimagined Radio. I'm John Barber, producer and host. With each episode, we explore radio storytelling using voice, sound effects, and music.
0: Answer me! Who is this? Do you realize you're driving me crazy? Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now stop it! Stop it! Stop
1: it! Smoke comes out! Black smoke drifting over the city! People in the streets see it now! People trying to run away from it, but it's no use! They're falling like flies! Then something went wrong with the car. It stole right on the tracks. The train was coming closer. I could hear its bell, its cry, its whistle crying. Still, he stood there. Now I knew that he was beckoning
3: me, beckoning me to my death.
5: Reimagined Radio. Nothing to see. Everything to hear. Heard the third Monday of every month at 1 p.m. Sundays at 6 p.m. on KXRW 99.9
4: FM. More information and listening opportunities are available at our website, reimaginedradio.net slash episodes. Reimagined Radio is also available as podcasts. Subscribe, listen, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reimagined Radio. We listen to four short science fiction stories by Jack J. Ward. They showcase Ward's broad range and diversity of creative ideas. And they're very interesting and fun. Our episode is called Coast to Coast, The title refers to the fact that Ward makes his home on the eastern coast of Canada in Halifax, Nova Scotia. We're broadcasting and streaming from Vancouver, Washington, on the western coast of the United States. Wherever you're listening, coast to coast, I hope you enjoyed our episode. Reimagined Radio is produced with support from KXRW-FM, Vancouver, Washington's community radio station. Episodes are archived at reimaginedradio.net, our website. Follow the Episodes menu button. Podcasts are available at the major platforms or our website. Content curation and script by John Barber. Sound design, music composition, and post-production by Mark Rose. Graphic design by Holly Slocum Design. Our announcer is Jack Armstrong. Future episodes include a Willamette Radio workshop retrospective, a look behind the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. Martin Luther King, and a documentary about the coordinated terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. This is John Barber, producer and host. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for another episode of Reimagined Radio.
5: This has been a production of Reimagined Radio. Our radio broadcasts are heard on local, regional and international community radio stations. For on-demand streaming, point your browsers to our website Reimagined Radio. That's all one word, no punctuation.net. Thank you so much for listening and please join us again for another episode of Reimagined Radio. Where we'll continue our exploration of radio storytelling.
2: You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.